0: I admit to being freaked out about podcasting until I discovered Anchor. First off, it's free. It has creation tools that allow me to record and edit podcasts. Most importantly to me, it distributed my podcast to places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a lot of others. Yeah, it also allows me the opportunity to make money on my podcast, which is a win. But most important overall, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's a huge win. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
1: the voice of the fan drop a bounce pass throw down the rim rocker lay up off the glass right past the shot blocker i follow through like kobe's money you can catch it for news on la hoops come over to peach basket up-to-date sports post-game reports the paint and play-by-play play. coming straight off the court the voice of the fan make a noise cause it happen Zone the man up you can ask peach bass the peach basket Coming soon on air, the Beach Fest, the news begin, We're dropping news like we're in the
0: sand. Creative views from the Aston fans. The P-Fest, the P-Fest, the P-Fest. All right, we're back. It's been a while. We had uh, a week off. Um, and part of that reason that we took some time off was because we wanted to make the best possible show we could for you. Um, we're, we're so grateful that you take time out to listen, and uh, we just want to make it good. I mean, that's the whole purpose of this. Um, and so we took some time to do that, and uh, we're back hoping that things are a little more entertaining, a little more uh, interesting, a little shorter, a little more concise. Uh, we are Peach Basket. We're a site dedicated to professional basketball um, in shows previous to this one you would see me along with a co-host and we would talk basketball. And I love that. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, It just wasn't exactly what I wanted. We have got a group of really talented uh, lead writers covering uh, 17 of the 30 NBA teams right now throughout the United States. And um, it just made sense to give them a voice, to give them an opportunity as opposed to just one other person. So that's what we're going to do tonight. I'm real excited to do this. What we're going to do uh, in NBA Week in Review, this is Run It Back, NBA Week in Review. Should have started with that. Uh, I'm not a great marketer. I'm good at doing what I do. I'm figuring the rest of this stuff out as I go. Um, What we're going to do is we're going to run it back. We're going to take a look at the week in uh, in review, and um, we're going to call out some lead writers from some of the teams that we cover. Specifically, the Sacramento Kings, the San Antonio Spurs, and the Florida teams, the Heat and the Magic. So we've got lead writers from each of those areas covering each of those teams. And they're going to tell us what happened for their team this week. Kind of cool. That's exactly how I wanted this to be. And um, let's see how it plays out. Um, first thing we're want to do, because we're super, super high tech if you look, we've got right here, we got the, the United States. We're going to drop a pin, hopefully. Things never work out the way you want them to, do they? <laughs> the pin isn't dropping. All right. Well, if it doesn't work, I'll figure it out a little bit later. But if you could imagine a pin dropping right in the center of Sacramento downtown, not anywhere near San Luis Obispo but right in the middle of Sac downtown Sacramento. That was the intent. Let's bring in Ryan. He's the lead writer covering the Sacramento Kings. And he's going to talk to us about uh, let's see, we wanna keep that going. There we go. He's gonna to talk to us about the Sacramento Kings. Give us the Kings. Brian, how are you? We're gonna give us the Kings <laughs> I'm recap.
2: Good, man. Is it better no pin than the wrong pin or I think it's better no <laughs> pin
0: than the wrong pin. And, and, and I'll tell you honestly that, you know, I got the same, I, I got the same, um, the same grief with, uh with Florida. I messed that up too. We're going to Florida next, but you're up now. I'm going to see if uh, I can go on mute and kind of tinker with this, see if I can get that pin working, but tell us about the Kings they had, you know, they've had an up and down season. It's been an up and down week. Give us the Kings recap.
2: Yeah, it has been an up and down season. Um, well, they went into the all-star break having lost a very large amount of games in their last 10 or 15. They At one point, they'd lost nine in a row, and a good chunk of that was a six-game road trip or six or seven-game road trip. And then headed into the all-star break, they managed to pull away two out of four. So uh, they're starting to correct some of their mistakes. Um And then they had the all-star break, and then they came into this week and went home to face the Rockets, a team that also is not very good at the moment. So it was kind of anybody's game at that point. Oh, hey, there's the pin. Um, It was kind of anybody's game at that point. Um, And the Kings uh, seemed to come out with a lot of energy. They were scrapping for the ball. Uh, one of my biggest beefs with the Aaron Fox, who's pretty much the star of that team now and who I've gained a lot of respect for over the last couple of weeks, um, started playing like I think he should be playing. Not that I know any better than he does, but um, one of his main problems before was that he was I thought he was way too over aggressive with the ball. I thought he would take it down into the paint with way too much time on the shot clock. And coming into the game in Houston, or not with, not in Houston, but with Houston, he, um, you know, was moving the ball around. He was dishing it out. He was taking it down the lane when it needed to be taken down the lane. So in the Houston game, they won, they kicked ass. They, uh, (laughs) took names. They were able to come away with a 20 point win, which astounded me. Um, no, they played good, and they got a lot of uh, – the, the, the I think the key to the Houston game is that they got a lot of scoring across the table. So those, all five starters ended up in double figures. Four of them ended up with 20 or better points. De'Aaron Fox himself ended up with 30 points. Um, so they, you know, they pulled that one out. And so going into tonight's game against the Hawks, I'm like, man, I think they got it figured out, hopefully. Right they can keep that ball rolling. And they did for about a quarter. Right. <laughs> and then after that they fell apart. They yeah. fell back into their their uh their old habits which included both being over aggressive with taking shots, taking really ill-advised shots, um making really bad passes, turning the ball over a lot. Yeah. Um I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Uh, you
0: good? So <laughs> one win, one, five win, really one loss, five really good quarters, and then three yeah. kind of bad yeah. ones. Three
2: pretty bad ones. The second yeah. quarter they ended up with, uh, uh, thirty-eight to nineteen point differential. So wow. Yeah, they went from yes, being, being up down. by eleven at the end of the first quarter tonight to being down by ten at halftime, right. and that was almost entirely based on two things. I mean, it was turnovers, and it was just bad shots. And the problem, and this is the problem that I had with De'Aaron Fox before, was that I thought that he was not dishing the ball out enough. Turns out that's not the problem anymore. He's actually leading. He's he's not leading, but he's like fifth in the NBA since February 1st in assists. Yeah. Uh, so the problem is not that he's not dishing the ball out enough. It's that everybody else can't seem to make shots with any kind of consistency.
0: All right. Um, so when I first met you, you were down on Dearney.
2: Yeah. Are well, you a believer now? Uh I'm getting there. I'm okay. getting there. Okay. Um I wouldn't trade him away, not for anything okay. anymore. But okay.
0: that's progress.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is progress. That's progress. But I would like to see some things happen like I'd like to see Halliburton elevated to the starting lineup, even though he didn't play all that well tonight. I still think he's, uh, you know, a good fit for that team. And eventually it's going to be an interesting one-two punch to having Fox and Halliburton on the court at the same time. He's pretty young, Halliburton. In fact, they're all pretty young. Most of the Kings roster is under 25. Yeah. And I have to remember that sometimes when I'm overly criticizing them. Like, they're all really young basketball players. Right. And... You know we're coming up on the trade deadline, and I think the the most buzz I've heard all, the whole time is that uh, Harrison Barnes is kind of at the top of that list on the trade block. And I'm like, why? He's the only veteran there. Like, yeah. and he's been on a championship team. So why mm-hmm. do you get rid of a player like that?
0: You, you and I have had this conversation, um, you know, uh, on Slack or uh, on our private channels. And just we've talked a lot about this. And I always make the point that I think they've got a great foundation, the Kings. Now it's important to see what they're going to do with it, right? Mm-hmm. Are they going to mess it up or are they going to build something special? Um, yeah. So I got to get to Florida because I got uh, Isaac ready to talk about the heat and the magic. But good week for the, the Kings. I mean, I'll you take 1-0. one on one, dude. Yeah, I guess if we count today, one and one, I was going to go with, I was going to get him undefeated, but not bad. <laughs> we'll see where, where things go moving forward. Is this a playoff team? I'm going to let you go after that, do you think?
2: Um, no, yeah, <laughs> at this point, no. That's the correct answer.
0: Ryan, thank you. I <laughs> thank appreciate you. it. We're going to go ahead and see if the pin works down. That pin goes away. We're going to drop the pin more or less in the area of Miami. I don't think I'm even close. Let's go ahead and uh, bring in Isaac and boom, Isaac from Florida. I know it's late for you. Thanks for staying up. I got to mention that Isaac is um, with our partner site, FL Teams. They're a great site dedicated to all sports, Florida, baseball, hockey, basketball, football. They know it. Uh, We're really happy to uh, have Isaac here talking uh, heat magic with us. Uh, You got three to five minutes to give us uh, the heat magic update, Isaac. Oh, and and, and how close was I? I know you already told me, but how close was I there to to Miami? That was the goal.
3: Um, A a little south, but that's fine. (laughs) All
0: right. Next time. All right, man. Floor is yours. How how was the the week for the Florida teams?
3: Uh, Well, half and half the Miami heat played well and the Orlando magic didn't, but we'll start with the Miami heat. They are now 20 and 18 fourth in the East. A few weeks ago, many people including Paul Pierce veteran uh, not no longer in the NBA. He's retired, but um, veteran uh, uh, analyst on ESPN. He said the Miami heat wouldn't make the playoffs, but now they're fourth in the East. Um, since coming back from the All-Star break, there's been two games, and the Heat have won two out of the two of them, um, starting with Thursday night game against the Magic. The Heat won 111-103. Jimmy Butler played well, 27 points, 11 assists, and eight rebounds. So two rebounds away from a triple-double. And then last night's game, which was Friday night, the Miami Heat beat the Bulls 101-90. to Jimmy Butler, another fantastic performance, 28 points and eight rebounds. And Goran Dragic, the veteran, potential Hall of Famer, played well. He finished the game with 25 points, seven rebounds and five assists. First of all, the seven rebounds stand out to me. Dragic is never a rebound guy. I guess he was last night. But even more importantly, Dragic had 20 points in the fourth quarter, which was huge ultimately. Ultimately leading to the Miami Heat's win. Yeah. So, again, the Miami Heat really looking well now. They've turned things around. They've won nine out of their last 10 games. Really amazing. Now, on to the Magic. Like I said, they lost to the Miami Heat on Thursday night, 111 to 103. But despite all of their losses this season, sitting at 13 and 24, uh, Nikola Vrusevich, who yeah. made it, Second All-Star appearance a few days ago is, you know, playing amazing. On uh, Thursday night, he had 24 points and 17 rebounds, a double-double. And then uh, last night against the Spurs, they lost big time, 104-77. to Nikola Vrusevich didn't play as good as he did the previous game, but still good, 26 points. Um, But the Magic have really struggled this year. They have a lot of injuries. Aaron Gordon, Markel Fultz. Cole Anthony and many others so you know the magic or uh, you know rebu- rebuilding I would say they have a young roster they're probably going to get a top pick in uh this year's this upcoming NBA draft but uh you know the magic have had a lot of failure recently and it's mainly due to their injuries because
0: yeah.
3: you know they are a potential eighth seed team with a healthy roster potentially even a seven but in all the two Florida teams, the heat and magic, uh, you know, they played each other two days ago and they're going to play each other tomorrow night on Sunday night. Uh, so we'll look forward to that. But, uh, the yes. heat looking really well, two games over 500. And, uh, you know, I know they've been doubted a lot this season, but no one's going to doubt them anymore. Eric Spostra has turned them around and, uh, yeah, fourth in the East. Something right. to brag about.
0: Rapid fire, two questions for you. Question number one, and, and you, don't, you you can answer them both after I ask you both, and just rapid fire, a quick question, or a quick answer, rather. Number one question, are the Miami Heat going to get back to the Eastern Conference final this season? And question number two, is uh, Vukovic
3: ending the season with the Orlando Magic? Go. The first question, yes. The Heat are going to make wow. it out. Okay. Yeah. And you said the East finals, not the NBA. Yeah. Eastern conference finals. I'm definitely saying yes to the East finals. And Mm -hmm. then for Nikola Vrusevich finishing the season with the magic, I say yes. I know there's a lot of trade rumors, but to quickly state the point, the magic are a playoff team with a fully healthy roster, including Nikola Vrusevich.
0: Right. Yeah. Interesting. I think most people would say no to Miami making the Eastern conference final and Vucevic is absolutely gone. But uh, you make great points, and everything I've heard about the trades that are being offered, you know, Matt, this is a good player, <laughs> and it's not going to be easy to get him. You're going to have to give up a lot to get a lot. So outstanding. I appreciate the recap, Isaac. Thank you. Next time I'll make sure to get that pin closer uh, to Miami. Uh, we're now going to go to the center of the country um, and uh, get an update on the team that the Heat just beat, right? The uh, San Antonio Spurs. We're going to talk to Renee. All right, Isaac. Thank you. I didn't have to to remove you. He removed himself. I don't, you don't have to show me how to do that. We're still figuring things out here. Renee, thank mm-hmm. you for coming. Thank you for good being evening. here. Renee, uh, good thank evening. Uh, and and, and I, forgive me. I should actually know this, but you are in San Antonio. Am I right?
1: No, I'm. I'm a little bit south of San Antonio.
0: Okay. All
1: right. Yeah, I'm not. So in the, uh, the San-
0: but the pin, I got pretty darn close to San Antonio. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's 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 endangering the Alamo where you put it. That's all right. That's I'll take you. Pretty that's much that's there. Not the San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah, one for three.
0: That's, that's not bad. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. We definitely want to talk about the Spurs week. That's what we're doing here. Uh, we want to run it back and see how you know the state of the Spurs, but. I know sure. that you wanted to share some Spurs news as well regarding uh, one of their you know great power forwards. So I'll leave it to you. Give us the Spurs update.
1: All right. Well, we'll start out with that. I mean, I think the, the biggest uh, story this week was uh, LaMarcus Aldridge and the organization coming to an agreement to uh, separate basically a, a mutual agreement Um I don't know where LaMarcus could end up. He's—he This is the last year of his contract. He's making $24 million, and I'm not sure what team would want to pick that up. I'm thinking buyout, but, you know, um, his skill set is I, – I wrote I, – I just submitted a, a piece uh, reflecting on him. His skill set seems a little dated. I mean, he's – I guess what you'd call a stretch four – but you know the mid-range game. The, he's got a, such a nice touch, such a nice shot. Uh, and, but he's basically nailed to the floor a lot of the times. I don't know who he could help. Uh, I I contemplated that in the in the piece a, a little while ago, but um, I'm not sure. Uh, when I think about his career, um, I, I have nothing negative to say about him, but it's hard to give him a glowing review because uh, circumstances just weren't, didn't break his way or the Spurs way. We we know what happened uh, when he joined. uh, They were, I think a year uh, after they beat the heat in in the finals. The the idea was that he and Kawhi Leonard would form the core of of a new generation that didn't work out. Um, I wish him the best. I mean, I think he was a pro, uh, he was serviceable and uh you know I, I don't know where he could end up. I saw some uh, trade uh some scenarios and one of them said to the heat actually for uh Kelly Olinick and uh and I think Myers Leonard, but I, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't see how that right. that would even work. But
0: well, a little yeah. later we're gonna bring everybody back, and, and I'm curious to hear Isaac's thoughts uh, on that. That'll be that'll be interesting. I, I've got some thoughts, but go ahead, Ray.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd like to hear uh, everybody's input on that because I'm just at a loss for it. Uh, uh you know, he's he's out, he's gone. Uh, what can you say? Uh, the week was uh, pretty interesting. Uh, Wednesday, uh, first game back from the All-Star game, uh, the Spurs went up to Dallas and lost in 15-104. It was really disappointing for me as a fan. Uh, I I don't know. I took it hard. I, I don't know why. Uh, I took it personal almost. Uh, they looked lethargic. And mm-hmm. I, maybe it was the All-Star break. Uh, I, I don't know what it was. Poor effort on defense. The coach called two timeouts very early in the game, and he was furious. Uh, you know they were getting beaten on on the boards. Kristaps uh, Porzingis was was looked very impressive. I, I've always liked watching him, and and I was uh, uh, glad to see him play well. Uh, for us, though, the, the 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 best player he's been the team MVP is Demar Derozan. He had thirty and eleven. 30, 30 points and 11 assists. He, uh, he's scoring and he's uh, a facilitator as well. Uh, he's become the closer and he is, again, another professional. Uh, he's worked out uh, whatever it was that he was going through when he came over. He didn't want to you know, join the, the Spurs or he didn't want to be traded from the, the Raptors. More, right. uh, more, that's more... Uh, specific so then I mean, he's worked through it and right now I, I think he's uh the team MVP uh heart and soul of the team it'll be interesting to see what they do with him going forward last night as Isaac said Spurs and and Orlando uh, matched up in San Antonio it's the first game that, that that the Spurs have had fans in attendance for almost over a year now so uh, it was very pleasant and a nice very nice vibe um DeRoz- was absent he had to go back to los angeles i think he had a funeral service for his father who passed away last month um it was a team victory uh they started out slow just as isaac said the uh the magic had seven players missing i think they had nine players on hand so i figured okay this is gonna be an easy game spurs struggled then tightened up uh they held the magic to 10 points i think in the second quarter which kind of uh, shifted the game the Spurs' way. It was a team win. Uh, Rudy Gay, 19 points off the bench. DeJounte Murray and Derek White had 17 each. Derek White is a very underrated player, by the way. And that's basically what I have for the Spurs this week. The Spurs have a
0: habit of finding those underrated great players, right, going all the way back to Manu. It's amazing how they do that. Yeah.
1: It, it's um the I, I know that the young players this John T. Murray and I believe Lonnie Walker uh expressed that they know' when they come in, they have to work, and they're putting in that work. and it's you know it, it goes back to the the uh article I wrote earlier this week about Greg Popovich. He set the culture there. And the the players buy into it. I mean, I don't know how Patty Mills has lasted this long in the NBA. I mean, right. it's you know, and he's great. I love him, you know. But it's you, you, you know. I don't know how he's still there.
0: <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. It's going to be interesting. The one constant in San Antonio has always been Pop, and uh, you wrote a great article yeah. uh, about that. Not too long. ago. let's bring in everybody else. Um, welcome back, Isaac. Welcome back. Ryan, we're gonna go ahead and remove the map here for a minute. Um Hello again. this is hey again, <laughs> this is the show. This is what I want, this is what uh, I really enjoy. We've got a group of almost 30 writers. Isaac has got 30 writers, I know. We've got a team, you know, together, and then when we add our other partner statement games, and we probably got a hundred people we could pull into this. And we are fans first and foremost. We know the game. We watch the game. We're passionate about our teams, and that's exactly what I want this to be—just a time for us to share and to talk hoop. Um, so today it was San Antonio. It was Sacramento. It was the Miami Orlando teams. Hopefully next week we'll get other people involved. I know that Aj, who covers the uh, the Lakers sports, hopefully he's watching. Uh, was a little cautious, didn't want to be the guinea pig, and I get that. So now that we've done it, uh, hopefully Jay jumps on next week and talks Lakers ball with us. Um, One thing I wanted to mention before we take off, Isaac, you heard it. Renee is hearing about a potential trade between your two teams. Do you give up uh, Olenek and uh, um, uh, Miles Leonard for, uh, geez, LaMarcus Aldridge? I mean, that sounds like a no-brainer to me. What do you think?
3: Yeah. So uh I, I I am writing a piece on this curling. I'll give a little away. Okay. Um I have three main points mm-hmm. to discuss quickly in a, under a minute. First, a low risk, high reward um according to Bleacher Report, uh maybe he mixed it up a little bit. Um they again, this is a projection, right? Mm-hmm. The Spurs could be asking for uh, different pieces, the Miami, he could be asking for someone in addition to Aldrich. But according to Bleach Report, the hypothetical trade was the Spurs receiving Iguodala and Kelly Olynyk, so instead of Myers-Leonard, Iguodala, and then the Heat receiving LaMarcus Aldridge. So that's definitely low risk, high reward. Second point I was going to discuss, uh, perfect offensive fit alongside Bam Adebayo. You have Bam Adebayo and LaMarcus Aldridge besides each other, you're not going to have opposing teams score that many points in the paint. And then the, the third point I wanted to discuss is playoff experience. Playoff experience matters, and especially for a Heat team that's going to make the playoffs, uh, that's key. Obviously, Aldridge, an NBA veteran um, on the Spurs, a team that's made the playoffs for many years. Lamarcus uh, Aldridge has played against the Heat in the playoffs. But uh, really the main point, low risk, high reward. Nice. If that's the case, Olenek and Igudala for Aldridge, um, you know, Olenek kind of replaces Aldridge for the Spurs and for the Heat. Aldridge re- replaces Olenek. So it's uh, kind of, you know, a, a switch, uh, you know, a switch. And Igadal is another veteran uh, getting older. But, you know, I think either way, if this trade happens, I feel like there's no way the Spurs win the trade, no matter what team Aldridge goes to. But uh, I, I do think the Heat are one of the front runners to get and land Aldridge. Um, But, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, NBA deadline coming up. March
0: 25th. It's always a fun time of year. Generally, what we hear is exactly what doesn't happen. (laughs) You know, that's just the way it works. The rumors are always louder than the actual trades. We'll see how it plays out. This has been NBA Week in Review. We meet every Saturday at 8 o'clock Pacific. We might make some changes. Uh, We're certainly going to keep this format. I like it. Uh, we want to end with the highlight of the week, but we don't have it ready this week, so we'll try and do that next week. We made the point. I was telling the guys before, this is the worst show we're going to do. We're going to get better from here on out, and I'm excited to uh, to be on that ride with each of y'all. Thank you, Renee. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Isaac.
1: We'll talk again next Thank week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.